The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports, and AFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Join me for Power Ranks edition. Sort of, like a, I don't know, whatever. This show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Pete Prisco, John Breach, here to break down the playoffs. Playoff What's that hat you got on? What's that? What's that hat on? You got there. Uh, I wish it said Buffalo Bills, but it says Durham Bulls. Oh, okay. Saturdays are full of Saturdays are full of Bulls. Chicago Bulls hat. Thought you were supporting Michael Jordan. My hair. uh, I didn't sleep well at all last night. Hair plug story. No, just my hair is like wild right now. (laughs) Hair plug story. That would be me. (laughs) Fire a guy. Your hair looks right. I have hair plugs. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, smash the like button. Like just smash it, smash the crap out of it, or painfully uh, touch it, or just, yeah, just gently touch it. Uh, if you are listening, make sure and give us a five star review. We got a bunch of emergency podcasts. Mike Vrabel fired by the Tennessee Titans. We'll probably dive into that with Pete. Um, we uh, Breach and I just broke that down in an emergency pod. I think there's plenty of spots he could land. Of course, we have a Ron Rivera emergency podcast, a Black Friday recap podcast, and a playoff early. Odds podcast, my God, so much to talk about. Pete, Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee. I, 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 I like several questions I would ask you about this. Like, so I'll just like kind of start lobbing them out. One, on a little, you know, were you surprised by it? Two, how quickly does Mike Vrabel land a job? Three, is where would you rank this job? Because and like four, who the hell are the Titans? They got nothing. I don't, no identity to this team. Okay, let me start first with, am I surprised by this? No. And in fact, I talked to a guy in the league yesterday. He said it was never going to work with Rand Carthon and uh, and mm. Mike Brave. Two of the same type of personalities banging heads. So, uh, it, th- no, I'm not surprised. Mike Brable can be hard and tough to work with. And Rand Carthon has a toughness about, about him as well. So, no, I'm not surprised. Uh, who wants the job? Uh, that's a good question. Everybody, because there's only one of 32 in the NFL. Everybody always says that. You, you pay me the you pay him the right amount of money, and it's one of 32. It'll be a lot of people who want that job. What do they need to do? Get with the times. The Titans over the last 30 years. When you think Tennessee Titans football, what do you think? Run the uh, ball, run the ball, yeah. run the ball. You got to get with the times. You got to you have that strong arm quarterback. You have to build that thing around him like the Buffalo Bills built it around Josh Allen. 
So mm. find him a good receiver, a fast receiver. You know, Ty J Spears adds some speed to that offense. Get get with the times. Uh, it's okay to be strong and physical on both lines because I still think that's a necessity for every team in this league. But you have to be able to be, throw it when you need to throw it. And so look at offensive, bright offensive minds. And not just because they're on teams that have success right now because we get enamored with that too much. Oh, well, you know, his team is going to the playoffs and he's the offensive coordinator, so therefore he should be a head coach. Find the right head coach, the guy who's going to lead men. He doesn't necessarily have to be the play caller, but if he – and I'm going to go to D'Amico Ryans here. Yeah. D'Amico is a brilliant defensive mind. What did he hire? He hired Bob Slowick to be his offensive coordinator. That's brilliant because he runs that 49er system and makes it easy on the quarterback. Hire the right guy. And so when I look at that job, Todd Monken, and, and Todd Monken would be a, is going to be a he's been a head coach before, by the way. People don't they, they don't remember he was the head coach at Southern Mississippi. And yeah. turn that program around. Yes, he turned. Uh, that was after. Um, who's the coach? Was it uh, was Fester? Was Fester Croon there? Or was that Mississippi State? No, that was at Mississippi State. Uh, well, Todd Munkin had Southern Miss like kind of rolling. Yes, he did. And, and so he's been a head coach. He knows what it takes to be a head coach, and he's got the right temperament. And he's a brilliant offensive mind. He would make a lot of sense there. Uh, a guy like that, you could build Levis around him and let him, you know, play it, build that offense around him. Because, you know, look. Everybody always called the Titans, and BMAC made this up like, in the way team. They were always going to be nine and seven, 10 and, 10 and seven, but now, but back then, nine and seven, 10 and seven, and be a team that makes maybe wins, wins, gets in, and maybe does one game. But they were never a real threat the way they were constructed to go. They were never going to win the Super Bowl. Not with the way they were constructed. You have to be able to throw the ball, you have to be able to run it when you need to run it. But you have to be able to throw it. And, and so that's – I would do it that that way um, and get with the times a little bit. So it's a, it, 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 is it an attractive job? I mean, Nashville's a great place to live. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That's the number one requirement. You could I mean, be my neighbor. You don't uh, have state I, income tax. You don't have state income tax. That's, that's attractive. I put, it as, very attractive. I put it as number five out of the six jobs, but I should note that it's – I had Washington – the Washington one, the Chargers two, Atlanta three, Raiders four, and I think all four of those are pretty close together. Big gap, Tennessee five, bigger gap, and then Carolina six. How can Washington be number one when Rick Spielman's consulting? That's, oh! that's- <laughs> <laughs> Wilson was got Wilson. I thought Wilson was gonna get choked up. That might be why he's not here. Wilson's like mourning Rick Spielman's. Uh, Rick Rick is still working with us, so I think it's fine. But. Well, I mean, I, I told somebody, my oh, my brother Richie texted me. He's been a Commanders fan for a long time because he used to live in D.C. And he texted me, he goes, I didn't realize Rick Spielman was consulting. I go, Richie, think about this for a second. They are getting, they are paying a guy to consult on their job search. And I know more about the game than he does. I've found that out the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is true. It is true. Like they're paying Rick to consult like on the job search and he spends, he spent his Sundays the last two years sitting with you watching football. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> and, and the things that come out, the, the things I teach him, it's unreal. And, and like I always say, Brinson, and you made the crack to me when I, today on Twitter, on X, uh, where I said, <laughs> it's just football. It's not that complicated. It really is not that complicated. Uh, do you think Mike Vrabel has a breach assist? We talked about this on the emergency, pod. do you think Mike Vrabel gets a job next year? For 2024. Yeah. No. Oh. Well, 
let me let me. I mean, okay. head, head, co- head coaching job, not like a Walmart. What happens in New job. England? Uh, Belichick's out. Is Vrabel get a job? He'll be in the conversation. I, yeah, he'll probably end up with a job. Again, though, if I'm and I think Mike Vrabel is a good football coach. Don't get me wrong, but if I'm hiring Mike Vrabel, I got to make sure I can work with him. Okay, mm-hmm. I also have to make sure that he's going to be who's he hiring for his offensive coordinator? Because look at his offensive coordinators out in Nashville. They they ran through him. Arthur Smith was there, then he left. Well, and two then, of them yeah. got head coaching jobs, Matt Lafleur and Arthur Smith. Yeah, but he was he didn't like Matt Lafleur. Yeah, that yeah. was the word. He wanted Matt Lafleur out of there, anyways. Do you do you think that these coaches should take should more often take a year off in between these jobs? It feels like every coach who like Frank Reich did it, Rex Ryan did it, Doug Peterson uh, did it. Yeah, it's like well, Doug took a year off, right? Yeah. No, I'm saying these coaches, a lot of coaches don't take the year off and like jump right back into the first available job. And oftentimes, like, it doesn't give them time to recharge, I feel like. You only have so many earning years in your body, and you only have so many earning years to be the hot guy. You fade off into oblivion. You know who didn't take a year off? Andy Reid. Right. Mm. You know, I want, Brian I want, Billick took time off. Remember Brian Billick, and he wanted back in. He never got, well, he never got that's back true, in. That's true. That's true. I want um, Bill Belichick. To take the Chargers job and start like wearing like f- like flower lay like wearing like lay necklaces and like Hawaiian shirts and just be like hey what's up guys like chill like like I wanted to like to, like do the Andy Reid metamorphosis like when Andy Reid went from Philly to Kansas City he just started being like H- Hawaiian Joe barbecue man. I get the impression that Belichick is you know you start hearing little things about him willing to give up his personnel power that he just wants to stay. He just wants Let to beat Sewell's record in New England and get and be one. Yeah. That's what we were talking about. He's old. He doesn't want to start over. It's you want to do what you know, coach for two more years, like Princeton just said, break the record and call it a career. Right. That, like, and, and so that's the easy way to go do it. Just stay there. And like give Pete, up this, you because Bill Belichick, the personnel guy, we've we've documented that many times. He should be out. But Bill like Pete, you don't if you know if Yahoo Sports called you and was like, hey, we're rebooting our NFL department. You want to come on over and head things up? You'd be like, yeah, yeah. What are they paying me? Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would, would I want to move? No, I love where I work. I love what I do. So no, I would not want. I you love know, where I live. I love where I live. Frisco, I wanna... You've been at CBS longer than some people have been alive. Yeah, my entire well, yeah. life. <laughs> A lot of people. This is. By the way, you're never you know, leaving. You know what year I'm starting right now at CBS? Twenty. Twenty four. 24. 24. Yeah. I was in high right, school. What was, what was CBS called when you start when you started? Sportsline. Did we even have a website? It wasn't. Yeah. It was no, sportsline. Used- it was sportsline.com and then it became CBS sportsline.com yep. and then it became CBS sports.com and then it became CBS Sports HQ and everything else. Yeah. So we so when I was in college, I mean, because which was I mean 2024, like I started college in 99. We started our fantasy league on sportsline.com. Oh no, we yeah. started on CBS. I think we started on CBS sportsline.com. But I mean, like, I mean, like people have been my friends have been complaining about you for decades now. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my family all all do anyway. Uh speaking of Duval County. Think in college, we would argue about Prisco's power rankings. Now here we are doing a power ranking show with arguing about Prisco's power rankings. That's right. Yeah. Um Speaking of Duval, the Jaguar Jaguars fired their defensive coordinator and then let two offensive guys go today, but didn't fire Press Taylor, their offensive coordinator. And the statement that Doug Peterson issued 
is the weirdest statement I've ever seen firing coaches. Since our season's in, I've made the difficult decision to relieve several members of the coaching staff on both sides of the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, of their duties. I want to thank each of these coaches for their tireless efforts these last two seasons. Ultimately, I felt change was necessary to allow our football team to reach the goals for which we are capable. No, doesn't name a single name. Just these well, guys are fired. Well, the part of the problem is they're they're firing coaches and not firing the general manager. Ooh. And and Trent Balky, uh, look, he's going to get all over me again, like he always does. He doesn't like me, anyways. I don't care. Um, I was on did radio last night in Jacksonville my, with Tony Vaselli, and I flat out said, somebody asked, what would you do? I said, I, they need to make changes with the, how they build the roster. And that means getting rid of Trent Baalke. And they, they, for whatever reason, Coughlin was there, he was there, he stays. Dave Caldwell's there, he's there, he stays. Caldwell goes. Uh, Urban Meyer comes in, Urban Meyer goes, he stays. He stayed through it all. And yet, look at their roster. This team, by the way, because of his roster building, on paper right now will be worse than they are they were this year. Mm. Because they have to pay Josh Allen or tag him. Calvin Ridley, what Lawrence. do you do with him? If you pay Calvin Ridley, you have to give up a second-round pick. Yep. You're not going to do that. Um, they have offensive line issues. Sheriff makes way too money and play poorly. This, the, the, the center isn't very good. He drafted him in the third round. This year's draft, this is what they got out of this year's draft. Think about this. The right tackles are going to be a good player he starts. And the Harrison kid from Oklahoma, good player. Second round, the tight end from Penn State had 36 receiving yards in camp block. 36 receiving yeah. yards. Yes. The the um, the backup running back that he drafted in the third round, Bigsby, was didn't do any much of anything. They have problems. They're little on the offensive line. They're, they're, they're not physical enough on the offensive line. They're, they get blocked on the defensive line. They got high-priced guys over there on the defensive line that get blocked. And, and, and he's responsible for that. And yet he keeps going and going and going and going. And, and I don't understand it. Now, there are rumblings that maybe he's going to walk away, but I don't know if that's true. But we'll Trip Balky's going to walk away? That's – I mean, there's – retire maybe i don't know who knows but i, I don't i can't imagine I, he leaves that job so it's fitting I that think, we're talking about him real quick just because yes, uh exactly. remember he won a power struggle with jim harbaugh the 49ers picked Baki over harbaugh who clearly uh they made the wrong decision there now here we are 10 years later having another conversation about how uh you can pin a so, lot of the blame on Baki. Somebody, somebody asked me on text because I, I was, you know, I was texting some friends like, dude, like Tim Harbaugh just wins everywhere he goes. You might, he might be a crazy person, he might be abrasive, whatever. He wins. That's and he just wins. And so I was like, what's the deal? He can't stay anywhere more than three years. I was like, well, he, you know, he didn't do that for a while. He's been at Michigan for nine years now, and it is his alma mater. But he's nine years is a long time to be somewhere. And he went to three NFC Championship games with the Niners. And then went eight and eight and lost a power struggle to Trent Balky. And that's why Trent Balky drafted Trayvon Walker over Aiden Hutchinson. That in his long arms. And then Trent Balky, Trent Balky signed Jim Tom Sulo to be the head coach. Do you remember that? Do you remember that combine? Do you remember he that combine? To him. Yeah. And so again, office politics in the National Football League is awful. And and so Mike Rabel 
is probably guilty of getting fired because of office politics. He and Rand Carthen supposedly didn't get along. They're two, two strong-minded individuals. Pete froze. Oh. Oh. That was the Titans. Uh, they cut off <laughs> me when I was talking to Brent, and now they're cutting off. They have that kind of power. No, but here's what happens. A coach and a GM go into a building together, and they're all happy and happy. The first year we're working together, hey, it's great. And then the draft happens, and they draft the player, and he doesn't develop the way they thought he would. Well, the coach starts blaming the GM for drafting that guy where he drafted him, and the GM starts blaming the coach for not developing him. And so then what do you have? You have friction in the building. And the and when they, even when they have success, the egos start getting in the way. Who's responsible? It's my team. I built it. It's my team. I coached it. And so when you have that, that's when you have the problems. That's why it's great in the, in, for the Rams with Les Snead and, and Sean McVay. They don't have that. Les, you, you've been around Les. Les isn't an egomaniac. I mean, yeah, Les, Les. Sure, he's got great hair, but he's not an egomaniac. Yeah, he portrays himself as the surf, cool surfer dude and all that and everything else. But I, there's no... Between the two of them, it's not an ego versus ego thing. And I think that's – these guys have to realize you're at the top of your profession, both of you, and you're both making millions. Why would you allow your ego to interfere with that? Yeah. Because you're that's how you get to the top of your profession? I don't know. Egotist, egomaniac. So, uh, look, Jaguars, I agree with you completely. Jaguars would be better off getting rid of Trent Baalke. He really – I mean – you. It's amazing. It's amazing how people do this, not only just like in football, but also in life, how people can like sort of just weasel their way to these positions of power. And it's like, you know, like, like who knows? Like, I can't even imagine what Trent Balky's like in like a meeting situation. I'm sure he's fantastic. Well, he listens and pays attention to everything. That's what everything. I'm saying. I mean, right. you guys know I do the Jacksonville radio from six to four to six every Monday during the season with Tony Baselli. There's a guy who was an intern in their organization and then went to Minnesota and was in their PR department. And he told me, he said his job when he was the intern was to monitor everything I said on Monday. I mean, <laughs> but the I do that show is because I, they asked me to do it. And I did it with the one caveat. I can say whatever the hell I want. So if I think right. this guy needs to be fired, I fired Urban Meyer every week and that got out of control. Probably even on my part, I was bad, but I fired him <laughs> every week on their air. And if you if you're not going to be real, then don't I won't do it. I don't need to do it. I just do it because I like being involved in in that organization in terms of kind of my pulse on it because I've been there so I've been around it so long. So he he needs to go. And you know what? If he walked up next to me and he he said to me many a time, "You're hard on me," and I go, "I'm hard on you when you do things bad." And I'm if you do things well, I'll tell you you do things well. If you don't like it, oh well. And so I tell I, his time has come in Jacksonville. Yep. I agree with that. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we didn't even mention the fact that he that he hired uh, Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly. Oh, the Jim Tom Sula thing. Remember that? Remember that combine? Way to throw that out. When we were having the conversation, it was me, you, Lock and Fora, Bob Lang, the old 49ers PR guy, and Tom Sula. And he's like, Bob's like, this guy's guy's fantastic. And we're talking to him. And he's just like, he's like drooling and spitting. And we're like, this is going to be such a train wreck. You <laughs> know was, what? He was no threat. No, he, he was not. That's right. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, bold predictions next. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. 
Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. All right, back, uh, back here on the Pick Six Podcast. No power. Well, power ranks. I mean, look, the the power ranks okay, kind of take care of them. About the power rankings, I just want to put this out there because mm-hmm. I mocked myself the last power rankings. I go back and look where I started teams. Mm-hmm. I had the Rams at thirty-one to start the season, and the Texans yeah, at thirty. Oh my God! Did you so have at thirty-one? I had the Rams at thirty-one and the Texans at thirty to start. Mm-hmm. The season. I like everyone had the Texans low. I, there's no. But the Rams. That, that logic made sense in the preseason. But the Rams. But if, if you had hung out with Brinson and I more, they would have been a top 20 team. I had the Rams the go to the playoffs. You did not. I had the Rams. I bet Adam Your whole thing is just some Matt Stafford infatuation. You didn't believe it. I had the Rams go 9-8 and eight in my in my season-long predictions. I bet Adam Beasley $50 that the Rams would finish in first or second place in the NFC West this year. He laughed at me. He wanted to up it to 100, which... I should have done. Beasley, I did not. Beasley owes me fifty dollars. We're putting that out in the public. Rams actually went ten. They went better. I got right. Like I had the Browns. I got the Browns right. Um, I thought they'd be a playoff team, and uh, I had Packers. No, most people didn't have the Packers making the playoffs. I did, so I got some right. But man, the Rams, I missed. I whiffed on that one. Uh, I'm sorry. I was looking at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers continuing his rant. Apparently, went after. Mike Foss. I love Mike Foss. Yeah. Good guy. Um, anyway, let's talk about bold predictions for the wild card round. Pete, we we'll each go around. We'll just do a round robin. We'll start with Pete. Go to Breach. Go to me. Bold prediction Browns, Texans. What's the bold? I mean, it has to be bold or just yeah, any bold prediction. Uh, Joe Flacco throws for 340 and three. Ooh, that was gonna be mine. Hey, that's he's an A, that's, an a black that, that's an A plus. That's an A plus for me. We'll grade yours. Joe, Flacco, oh, you know we could. Do, you know we. You know we could. In the interest of time, how about Pete gives us a bold prediction for each one, and Breach, you and I will grade it. How about that? Okay. All right, I give that an A plus. I think Flacco could go off. If you're gonna beat the Texans, you got to beat them through the air. They can they can slow down the run. I think Kevin Stefanski knows it. Joe Flacco's not afraid to sling the ball around. Stefanski's not afraid to let him throw 40 times. And he's January Joe. Like, I think the Browns have a Super Bowl ceiling upside just because 
Flacco, again, I've said this a lot, but it's how meaningfully different is his skill set from from like what it was 10 years ago? It's not. He's basically the same guy. He's a little bit older. He can he can he can win games. And, and, and that opening game in that building will be fast too. It'll be a fast track for him. Yep. Breach, what's Wait, what was it? Did Flacco would throw for 340 yards? And three and touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Oh, and three touchdowns. Ooh, that adds some spiciness to it. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll give that an A minus. I like it. I can't Worth be as generous as Brent, but it's a, it's a solid prediction. Worth noting, Amari Cooper uh, rest slash heal no practice on Tuesday. I think he he'll should play. be fine for. But yeah, he'll play for that game. Uh, and Joe and Joku, David Joku, Amari Cooper could have big games. Okay, Pete. Dolphins Chiefs. Tyreek Hill's first game as a visitor at Arrowhead Stadium. Of course, the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21-14 in Germany in week nine. I think these two teams are combined two and nine against playoff okay. teams this season. Uh, what's your bold prediction for this game? That we'll hear about the weather 1,342 times during that game. Unfortunately, it will be less because the game is only on Peacock. But you, they'll still hear about it from the from the announcers and and the sideline reporter, whoever. We're going to hear about it. Oh my God, it's so cold, so cold. And and you guys know how I feel about cold ruins football games. It just does. It takes it takes everything that you've trained to do to become a good football team and just cast it to the side. The Miami Dolphins in that weather, their offense, if everybody's healthy, will not be the same offense in that weather. And so it, I hate weather games. I'm everybody. Oh, great. The snow games. It's what brought the NFL to what it is. No, it isn't. And when they did, they ran the ball 50 times a game. It's a different era. Snow, wind. If it's a snow game and it's not windy, I'm okay with that. Cause you can still throw the football and score. If it's frigid, cold and windy, it sucks. I've got here's a, here's a ball prediction for it. I, I think that's a well, I'm well, real quick to peace point about the weather. The dolphins, 0 and 10 in their last 10 games where the temperature was under 40 degrees. Mm. I, I, I'm going to give it a C minus just because that's like a whiny old man bowl prediction. He's like, hey, they're going to complain about the weather. Um, We're going to hear about it over nonstop. And I, yeah, okay, it's cold. Great. But isn't it a legit storyline? I've been in Kansas City for playoff games when it's been under, under uh, zero and it's nasty. Pete, isn't a legit storyline, though? You just mentioned the Dolphins won't play as well in cold weather, and they clearly have not played as well in cold weather. So, I, I mean, I feel like it is a legit storyline if it's going to impact the play on the field versus us. You know, it's not like pointed Taylor Swift in the crowd where that doesn't impact the play on the field. The weather actually has an impact. Yeah, no, it hasn't. I get it. I, I just I just think that me personally, I, I don't like it, the fact that – and everybody will say, well, the Dolphins should have just won and they would have been home. I get it. But you work your whole year – and you're a team that's supposed to play outside and throw the football around and, and be a high-tempo offense, and you get caught with that. Yeah. You know, and the funny thing about that is normally we think the weather would impact the Chiefs' offense, but they haven't been that this year. Uh, here's my bold prediction for this game. The Chiefs win by more points than Tyreek Hill has catches. No, I don't. I, I agree with that one. That's not okay. that bold. That's a D. Uh, yeah, so I was going to say yards, but that felt a little bold. That would have been. That's <laughs> a bold. That would be really bold. All right. Chiefs, Chiefs win by more points than Tyreek Hill has that's yards. That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, I get the first picture and the second one at A. Bubble screens for 40 yards. And, and even if he doesn't go deep in the weather, no, you're crazy.
Um, my bowl prediction is that the Dolphins have their lowest point total of the year. Ooh, that's a good one. I'll give that a uh, B plus. Thank Which you, is Vincent. what? Their lowest right now is 14. So I'm saying they score under that. Uh, yeah. What did they score against the Chiefs when they played them in Germany? 14. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's okay. a There's a real, that's not really bold then because it was, the weather uh, was pretty good in Germany and it wasn't it's the lowest point total of the year. That's yeah, classic. That's, that's classic breach. So he's Pete's. It's yeah. like, you're like, Oh, 14. That's a really yeah. bold. That's it was not really bold. Actually. That's not really bold. The chiefs held him to 14 last time in good conditions. And now it's going to be the frozen tundra. No, that's a quintessential breach bowl prediction. I love it. Steelers bills. This is a game on CBS and, of course, streaming on Paramount+. Plus. We can't wait for you to watch it. Uh, seven seeds. 0-6 in the wildcard round in the current format. The Bills have won five straight games, and the Steelers have won three straight games. Bills a 10-point favorite here, Pete. What's your bold how many, prediction? How many starts in a row is this for Mason Rudolph now? This is fourth. He will be 9 of 27 for 112 yards and uh, two picks. That is highly oh specific. God. Nine of 27 for 112 yards and two picks. Yep. All right. Uh, I mean, I give that an A. That's uh, the quarterback. Pretty good. Usually these backup quarterbacks, they turn into who they are in game number three or four. So I'm going to say he turns into Mason Rudolph in game four. Yeah, I'm going to give that an A too. For the, it was so specific and also could actually happen. Yeah. I think that could happen. Um, all right. Did you have to throw a bowl prediction, Brinson? I was going to say that. Games. By the way, Brinson, you have the Bills as a Super Bowl team. You you, you might be spot on on that. And, and I'm kind of angry at myself for not picking them because I picked Jacksonville like a moron. And you picked you the know, Bills last year, too. You know I'm Josh Allen. You know what I think about him as a player. I mean, oh, yeah. No, you're, 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 you said it on HQ. I mean, you're the Josh Allen guy. Thank I mean, I, I always have been, and and I still don't understand the venom directed at that guy. Uh, I think it's just sort of everyone was mostly everyone was wrong about him coming out of Wyoming. And do they and still want to? Would they still want to be right about him? You can't be right about him anymore. You missed. It's yeah, over. I mean, yeah. He did. Like, I'll give you an example. The other night, in, in everybody in the first half of that game. The interception to Gabe Davis, that was zero blitz. He's got to read that. Gabe Davis ran the wrong route. He's got to read that better. Okay? Yeah. The the, the second interception was a fourth down play. He's just heaving it up to, to try and make something happen. Otherwise, they get the ball right there anyways. So that was not an intercept. That interception gets an asterisk. The fumble was a bad play in the in the pocket inside the red. And the, and the end of the half, inexcusable for a guy like him. Inexcusable. But then he gets the second half and he carried that team. He threw what he finished in that game, like 75% completion percentage with 360 yards, two touchdowns, and he ran for 60. All because he dominated the second half. Well, I mean, but everybody who was against Allen would use the first half as an argument saying, well, this is the downside. This is if they if he plays like this, they're gonna lose in the playoffs. If he plays like second half Josh Allen, they're gonna win the Super Bowl. So it's a full roller coaster ride. But but I'm going to give an example. Those same exact numbers, same exact game. If Lamar Jackson has that same exact game, everybody goes nuts. The 60 yards, the great runs, they go nuts. Yes, they do. I mean, if his first half is that bad, I don't know. It wasn't that bad. It was not that bad. 
the, you, you do you count the end of the 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 fourth down interception, or you give him credit for trying to make a play rather than give him the ball right it's there? Interception it counts. Oh come on! All right, Packers Cowboys, Green Bay seven point seven and a half point dog. Uh, these teams have met in the playoffs a ton. Of course, Mike McCarthy revenge game here against his old team. Cowboys have been 12 straight playoff trips without making the conference championship game the longest drought of all time. Pete, what's a bold prediction for Packers and Cowboys? The two quarterbacks combined to throw for 650 yards. Ooh. Wow. How many? 650. That is a ton. As many as Manning and Romo had in that game in Dallas at one time. It's going to be a shootout. And Jordan Love is playing great football, and Dak Prescott will be able to throw against that secondary. So I think it's a shootout. Love the over. 650 yards. I like it. Uh, you, I think you actually feel like the Packers – I'll give that a B plus. I feel like you think the Packers can actually win this game. I do, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. I think they keep it within the number. Uh, Breach, what's your grade for 650 I, I, yards? If the Packers had, were going against the Lions on the, on the road, I'd feel better about them having a chance to win. I give Pete an A minus, and I think the cra- I am literally on the same page with pretty much everything Pete has said so far. Because my bold prediction for Bills Steelers was going to be that Mason Rudolph throws for under 100 yards, uh, and Prisco's out here giving his exact stat line, and it's completely believable. Uh, and my prediction for this one was that b- both teams score at least 30 points, and Pete's out here saying it's going to be a shootout with 650 passing yards. So this is uh, I'm almost afraid. I'm afraid too. <laughs> world is going to end the apocalypse. A little nervous too and i kind of kind of agree with all of these as well um i at least i feel like i feel like maybe this a little bubbler bubble bubbly and insular like there's a lot of people out there who are going in different directions hopefully rams lions the game of the year of the century of the week the matthew stafford bowl future hall of famer matthew stafford his first game back in detroit as a visitor and his first ever playoff game in Detroit, not to mention the first time in NFL history that two quarterbacks who were traded for each other are playing each other in a playoff game. Everything at stake here, Pete. What's your bold prediction for Rams at Lions? Is that really the, the first time that they've two guys traded for each other have been played against each other? In a playoff game. Really? I'm like 99% sure. Yeah, I can I see the wheels turning. On. He's like, can I outsmart our research team? No, I don't. Maybe our research. Maybe the. Uh, I always thought did Norm did Norm Sneed and and Sonny <laughs> back in the day did they play maybe against each other? Maybe it's the Super Bowl era. And Dirk Jurgensen <laughs> and Dirk Dirk Helmet played each who other. Was, who was Norm Sneed traded for? Go look that up for me. And 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 I according he, to the Elias Sports Bureau. Sunday's game between the Rams and Lions will be the first matchup in NFL postseason history between starting quarterbacks who are both facing their former teams. Hmm. Weird. I, I could have swore it happened before. But maybe <laughs> Did you say? No. Norm Sneed. He was traded from the Eagles to Washington or vice versa or whatever. I think if I'm not but mistaken. But do they meet in the playoffs? Sir? I think they might have. No, maybe not. Eagles send Jurgensen to Washington and trade for Sneed. They never play the playoffs after that, huh? <clears throat> Let's like see. That trade. Uh, hold on. The trade went down on April 1st, 1964. This would be 
So may, may, they could have meant Super Bowl error too. Let's see. I'm I'm looking up the just to. I'm, Maybe they didn't play in the playoffs. They don't have the game logs for the playoffs in here. I don't think. Well, did they play? Did the two teams play in the playoffs? I'm trying. I'm trying to find, man. I'm trying to find. Yeah, I mean it's possible, but that that's one where I thought Jurgensen and Sneed. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I said that, and you're like, hold on a second. And he pulls well, up Drake from 1961. What about Norm Sneed? <laughs> <laughs> they did not, Pete, because the Eagles did not make the playoffs between 1961 and 1977. Okay, there we go. All right. Where there did Norm Sneed go to college? I only know this because I have to. Say I have no idea. Thing. I, if I think about it, I could get that. It's close it was, to me. Huh? Sonny Jurgensen, born in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes, he was. Um, where did Norm Sneed go to school? He went to. He didn't go to NC State. He didn't go to. Um, he went to North Carolina, didn't he? No, Wake Forest. Wake. Wake. He's okay. the number and, two uh, overall Jergerson, pick in the draft. Sonny Jurgensen went to Duke. Yeah. How about these two academic geniuses? All right. Well, uh, wait. What was so your bold prediction for uh, <laughs> for for that game? Track me. So I'm going to go same same way, up and down. They're going to go up and down. You're going to go for – each team will score 30. Okay, 60 points would be a lot. That would that would hit the over for sure. Um, I tend to think – I agree with that. I think it's hard to – I've seen people – some people suggest that – so I would give it a B, B plus. I mean, I think the over-under is 51 and a half. I'll say, I'll say a B. I don't want to be too generous. We've seen the – I've seen some people suggest that they think these two games could be low scoring. I don't see how. I think it's not. With, it's, not I don't see that either. You just got these 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 surfaces that are conducive for lots of points. By the way, the Rams' offensive line is really good. Sean McVay deserves some coaching. You no, know, I, I, I give Les Snead props all the time, but that, I think he's done an amazing job with that team. You going to give Stafford an MVP vote? No. <sighs> okay. But I do. I have nothing but the respect for Matt Stafford as a quarterback. You know that. I always have. He's getting to the Hall of Fame. Don't you agree? It probably. Oh, but yeah. If he makes another <laughs> run in the playoffs, if he makes another run in the playoffs, he's definitely getting to the Hall of Fame. If they make it to the Super Bowl, I don't think he has to win. I think if they make it to the Super Bowl, he's a lock. Yeah, they're probably getting. To- All right, uh, Breach. Any grade for this? Uh, a minus. Okay. Finally, Eagles at Buccaneers. The Eagles limping into the playoffs as the five seed. The Bucks win the division. Uh, Pete, that's one of your, I'm not going to say preseason misses, because I think I think one of your preseason regrets, you wanted to take the Bucks and bailed on them uh, after the second trip to Tampa Bay. The right. Eagles defeated, the Bucks defeated the Eagles 31-15 in the wild card game of the 2021 season. Tom Brady in that game, of course. Uh, Jalen Hurts' first career uh, playoff game that year two interceptions eagles lost five of the last six bucks won five of the last six but the eagles did beat the bucks up in week three with a great game a decent game for jalen hurts uh what's a bold prediction here baker mayfield outplays jalen hurts that's a good one i give it a a minus i'll give it a b plus who are you predicting to win pete give us a preview of your picks for tomorrow for wednesday um, Katie Fox. I'm, I'm probably going to pick the Bucks to win that game. Ooh. I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win close, high scoring. I'm going to pick probably the Rams in an upset. Ooh. Uh, 
that's always good too because you annoy Rick Spielman when you pick against the Lions since his brother works for the for the Lions too. No, I don't know if I'm gonna pick into that game. I haven't really picked that one. Yet. Hey, wait, Washington, was, Washington got those Lions uh, coordinators interviews quick, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> was like the first the Bills, Bills are gonna blow out the Steelers. The um the Chiefs are gonna win and cover against the Dolphins. That Dolphins team is a shell of itself. Rams and, and Bucks about, are talking about Mike McDaniel being in trouble down here. That's ridiculous. What? Yeah, that's ridiculous. Because his uh, brand of football then, doesn't work in December. And then the Browns are going to beat the Texans. By how many? Perfect. Over or under eight? By five or six. Ooh, okay. And then uh, well, what's the other game I'm missing? I'm missing one. Rams-Lions? got them all. I got them. I think that's all of them. But, yeah, that's that's pretty good. I think only Bucks and Rams are the upsets I've got. Bucks, Rams, and you don't – yeah, Browns are favored in, in Houston. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's take a break. But having go. said all that, I, I'm what I've been saying this for a while, Brinson. You know this. I think the playoffs are going to be wacky as can be, and we're going to see some weird teams get in. I agree. I think I think we're going to get chaos. Speaking of chaos, we've seen some chaotic wild card games in the past. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll do a blind ranking of wild card games next. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. All righty. Have a blind ranking. We get to the blind ranking with Pete. We usually don't get to do it. Very exciting. Um, we make it up on air, Pete. Of course, you know the rules. We list the things. You get one through five. Wild card weekend. So we're going to rank the best wild card games of all time. Thrilling finishes that may or may not have had an effect on who made the Super Bowl that season. Comebacks, meltdowns. And much, much more. Let's rock. We start with the Bills and the Titans in 2000. I remember watching this with my grandfather in Duval County. The Music City Miracle. Where would you rank? One through five. Wild card week at all-time wild card games. The Music City Miracle. Five. It wasn't a great game. Five? It wasn't a great game. <laughs> five. And, and, and believe me, believe me. Rob Johnson, I love Rob. I've known him for a long time. Took to put the Bills ahead late in that game, remember, and then the Music City Miracle. And if it were not for the Music City Miracle, the Jacksonville Jaguars would have a Super Bowl. They just couldn't beat the Titans. My, so you're ranking this as a bitter Jags? No, no, not at all. Reporter. I just, I think we've had That's better. Wild, I guarantee you, when you go through these wild card games, we'll have better games. Is that the year where Jacksonville went undefeated against the rest of the NFL and had three yeah. losses to the Titans? Yep. Oh my wow. God! Yeah. You're right. God, that's brutal. <laughs> brutal. All right. <laughs> the only team you can't beat are the freaking Titans. All right, Breach, you are up. 
Um, well, I can read see. it. I can read it if you don't have it in front of you. No, go ahead. Okay. Uh, next up, Packers and the Cardinals in 2010. The Aaron Rodgers kick six. I actually remember this game as it was. I believe game. it was wild. 51-45 was the final, and I believe this was. It went to overtime. This is the Great. game where they was like, "Can Aaron Rodgers win a playoff game?" Great. That was like, yeah, three. It was a fun game. It was a fun game. Do you know who the leading receivers were for each team in that game? Donald Driver. No, Jermichael Finley for the for the for the. And then a surprising. It's not. It's not who you would think for the. Not Larry Fitzgerald. No. Or was Bolton on that team? Who was it? Steve Breeston. You remember Steve Breeston? Breston. I sure do. Steve Breston, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to say I didn't, I didn't want to get in trouble for saying breast on the on the show. And and the Packers only lost because Aaron Rodgers fumbled it and the Cardinals returned it for a touchdown. That was the game winner in overtime. Uh, that's right. All right, Breach. All right, here's the next one. Now I got it in front of you. Uh, this is go. this is Pete's. This is probably your number one, Pete. Wait, where where did Pete put the uh, oh yeah, where do you want to put kicks out three. three? He put kick six at three. Aaron okay, Rodgers. Three. So we've got one, two, and four left. The next one up, Pete, <laughs> is your boy Tim Tebow and the Broncos beating the Steelers in overtime when Tim Tebow Four. hits Marius Thomas for an 80 yard touchdown. Four. <laughs> would this Four. be five if you hadn't put something yes, else to five? It would be five. It's a great, one, of the great ac- <laughs> one of the great accidents of all time. Right, Hail up there Tebow. With Nick Foles, right up there with Nick Foles winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> First go, can you Tebow? Are people still Tebowing? Nobody stays. God, do you remember when that was a thing? Here, I could do a Tebow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) So you got one, uh, three, four, and five left, which means these next two have to be your one and two Colts and Chiefs 2014. This one holds a special place in my heart. This is the night after my son was born. I remember watching this game. Great choke jobs of all time. Yep, 45-44. Andrew Luck throws for 443 yards, four touchdowns, but also three picks. Alex Smith goes 30-46 of for 378 and four touchdowns, and they don't win. I believe Niall Davis was the leading running back for the Chiefs in that game. T.Y. Hilton, 224 yards. Where do you rank it? The next one is going to be my number one, whatever it is. Because I know it's got to be better than that. This game to be fantastic. Uh, this game, the Chiefs were leading the Colts 38 to 10 with 12 minutes left in the third quarter. Terrible. Imagine blowing a 38 to 10 lead with 12 I, minutes I, left in the third quarter. I remember being in the hospital room and setting Robbie down like a little baby and walking downstairs to like go do something because I was like, oh, like I can go get some stuff done. I don't need to watch this game. It came back up. It was like. Whoa, what is happening? Uh, by the way, Breach, do you know who else? Um, do you remember what happened on the, the following day in the in a wildcard game, the first wildcard game, the following day? Um, no. Andy Dalton lost to Phillip Rivers, in case uh, you were curious. I knew I, it was going to be a Bengals loss. All right, I, give, him the final, give him the final one here. Well, you probably did this correctly, Pete, because the last one – is Bills Oilers 1993 Bills trailing 35 to 3 number one they pull off the comeback number one it was great and believe it or not I loved the Oilers because I was a run and shoot guy and mm. that 
That was one of those. That you know what that was? That was two high-powered offenses. One without their quarterback. Remember, Frank Reich was the quarterback for the Bills in that yep. game. Went up and down the field after. You know, everybody everybody criticized the Oilers because they couldn't. They didn't run the ball. They scored thirty-five points in the first half. Your defense is supposed to win that game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, yes. It that is. was the best. That's the best wild card game of all time. Twenty-eight. I, I actually remember watching that one with my grandfather too. Um. That's because I, I mean, I think I was down there. Yeah, definitely at 12 years old. We go down to Jacksonville for New Year's Eve, which was not you know that exciting, but you're 12, whatever, and or 11 or 12. And I just remember watching like just a crazy 28 points scored in the third quarter, the largest comeback set the dinner record for largest fun comeback. To watch, man. They were fun yeah. to watch. They sure were. All right, that'll do it for us. Heat's blind rankings, as always, a delight. Nailed it. The best wildcard games of all time. Of course, we'll be back tomorrow, Tuesdays, with Brady, myself, Brady Quinn, and Legend Doosable to talk all things football. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating. For Pete, for Breach, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. The chilling new original docuseries on Paramount+. Plus. Why did he kill his family? The answer lies across the ocean and a woman named Sylvie. She's a can model. Where desire leads to deception. I ended up spending twelve and fifteen thousand dollars a day. It was addictive. I can't get you out. And obsession leads to murder. Who did this to your family? You can't really maintain a fantasy forever. Control all desire. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.